ableism. A sneak peek yes. at what's coming up next. Yes, yeah, systemic ableism. So yes. yeah, one of the biggest things that really, really upset me um, mm -hmm. was certain work visas um, you cannot get, and these are from so-called um, progressive countries such as New Zealand and Australia. Mm. Um, there, there's a high chance you could uh, be turned down and denied. So you'd have to lie on your application in order to apply for a work visa over there. I gotta start. You're right. All right. Um, welcome to On the Spectrum Podcast. My name is Nick. I'm Stephen. Every episode, huh? Every episode. All right. So as we always do at me. the beginning of every episode, uh, me and Steve do not presume to be experts in anything whatsoever. We're just two human beings who happen to be on the spectrum. And we're, this is our journey. We're kind of experiencing and learning as we go. Uh, so we may say some things that you like, you dislike, you uh, argue with, whatnot. Great. Let us know. Uh, we might say some things that are considered socially inappropriate, especially to our own community, but that's because we're learning just like everybody else is. So if you find something that we say offensive or if you like something we say, put a comment in any of the social media you can possibly do. But here's the cool thing, and I'm going to pass this over to Steve because this is actually Steve's guest. So I'm going to have Steve do the intro. <laughs> Oh, all right. I wasn't prepared for this, but it's fine. Uh, today, today we're speaking to uh, Jamal. And uh, it's a gentleman that I met on TikTok. Uh, we did a few lives together, and I thought he had a lot of interesting uh, life experience and a lot of interesting things to say. And I thought he would be a great guest, so I wanted to to talk to him and share the conversation with everybody. Hi, Jamal. How are you? Um, hello. I just want to say, you know, thank you, and please do um, subscribe to these guys' podcasts. I've always wanted to do a podcast. You know, we need to support other autistic businesses mm -hmm. and entrepreneurs. So, you know, please do subscribe to these guys. Thank you so um, much. Well, no. uh, so uh, I do want to point out that we did, uh, as Steve said, that we did meet Jamal on uh, TikTok. Jamal, what's your handle on TikTok if people want to find you? Um, quote Samurai, but like uh, with triple eyes at the end or Ghost Tiger. It's either that. It's probably yeah. Ghost Tiger now because I changed the handle. So it yeah. says Ghost Tiger when I saw you. Yeah, that's what I know you by too. But that's, that's all right. I was calling you Ghost Tiger until I found out your real name. <laughs> so I was like Ghost Tiger, that guy. Yeah. So everybody, look up either one of those two names. But Jamal's got some cool content out there. Uh, check it out on fa uh, not Facebook on TikTok. God, I am such an old man. All yeah. right. So uh, anyway, moving so, forward. So Jamal, can you tell everybody a little bit about yourself? Just people who don't know you. Yeah. Um... I'm 25 years old. Um, I am an amateur kickboxer and a current bouncer slash doorman um, for a nightclub. Awesome. And uh, how how did you get into kickboxing? Um, that's a good question. Um, it goes fighting in my family goes as far back as my great grandfather. He was West Indian. Um, um, he was in um, the British Navy, and back then, when you was black, you couldn't get certain jobs, so he wanted to make some decent money, so um, he went as a boxer. And then it goes as far back as my grandfather, and then my dad was a black belt in a Kyokushin full-contact karate, and my mum did Muay Thai. Oh, wow, so cool. It, you know, I, um, I'm from a generation, if your parents do a hobby, you have to do it. Um, but I didn't fully dedicate myself to it until I was, um, I would say, um, 16. No, not 16, 19. Um, I did Shotokan, Karate, 
Um, and then for my coach, um, when I was 21 or 22, uh, Kevin Henry Armstrong or Kevin Morris, um, believes in me and said, you have a um, potential, like, please come and like train with me. And I'm 25 now and I've been training six days a week with him ever since hoping to go pro one day. Wow. So you were pretty much, you were born to be a fighter pretty much. Yeah. Huh? So it runs in your it's family. It's in my DNA. It's in my culture. There you go. Like, six days a week. It's, but it, I enjoy that. It's well, yeah. part of my lifestyle. Like, you know what you said? You're from the army. So it's yeah, part it of you. Well, like training is part of my routine. Because yeah. I've been through a lot and things I can't even speak of online and yeah. um, therapy medication, it doesn't work on me. The only thing that works is putting the gloves on, hitting the bag, sparring. Mm. That's what makes me happy. Yeah. Um, like I could give up video games. I could give up music. I could, I could be, you know, be alone for the rest of my life. But me not training. Mm. Yeah. Uh, no, I'm only surprised, and, and you're saying six days a week, and I think it's great that you love something so much that you want to dedicate that much time. It's just I'm not a big fan of working out, and that sounds like a whole lot of effort. So, like, six days a week doing anything straight, like, to me, is, like, a lot of effort. I'm not really the most motivated human being ever. It's, it's not effort to me. It's it's right. something I love. Yeah, I don't know. I, I enjoy. I like mm -hmm. being healthy. You mm -hmm. know, I like exercising. And I to like me, chili dogs. So, so yeah. I'm just goofing off. Sorry. Yeah, and you, you had said too when we did the live, I mean you mentioned that it's it's therapeutic for you yeah. and um it's a way for you to prevent having like meltdowns and things like right. that. You don't really uh get too overwhelmed because you're able to take out a lot of the uh your your frustrations yeah, it's, or... like, it's like how I would explain it's like a balloon, like you fill it up, you mm -hmm. let it burst or you release it. Right. So that's my yeah, you have a way of channeling those kind of feelings yeah. and, and all of that, right? You have a way to direct that energy, if you will. Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, for a little while, I was doing uh, karate, but I was only doing it twice a week. But I have touch sensory issues. So, like, in that class, I had to tell the instructor before I started the class that um, any time that you need me to touch somebody or somebody touch me, I, I can't do that. I don't oh, want to yeah, do that. Uh, and I do. It's in my head, though. Like, it's weird when I'm not in the gym, mm -hmm. I don't like people really touching me about my permission because I flinch and I'll, I've accidentally given people black eyes and stuff. And I'll tell them, like, don't toy fight with me. Right. If you're going to touch me, tell me, don't sneak up around me. But when I'm in the gym, it's like I switch. Oh. Because how are you going to ah, How are you going to do things like that? It's kind of a way of trust. Right. I, I avoided sparring. I sensory issues it's yeah. a blessing as well because mm. i've got good reflexes like you can't hit me like i don't get hit mm. but it's kind of like, like um we talked to when we talked to temple before yeah. she was talking about being able to have control over it and maybe because yeah, like so in your situation you have yeah. control over the touching because you're engaged in you know sparring or, or right whatever. it's it's your choice to put yourself in that situation yeah i i, that, I guess that's 100 percent why you know the art of self-control like I'm the man, like, he can only hit me if I let him, like, it makes me right. feel in control, so, yeah. yeah, you could say that, and I'm terrible when it comes to team sport, because I'm not in control, like, and I've done you other do. sports in my life, <laughs> I remember, um, because I'm six foot four, like, I remember in I'm, high school, I, I'm now, but I wasn't always, I'm a late blooming puberty, like, uh, so okay. I didn't, always, I wasn't always tall, but I was fairly tall in high school, and I remember playing basketball, 
Um, but um, I struggled with that, like doing as a team, I was a defense and I got kicked off the team for elbowing the guy in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I played cricket, which is um, a British version of baseball. And yep. um, I got kicked off the team for hitting the guy with a cricket bat for calling me the N word. Wow. Um, I think you deserved that. I, I don't think. Uh, no, you... it wasn't the N word. It was another racial slur, but it... still deserved. Still deserved. You know, a bat to the head is a deserving. Yeah, you deserve a so bat in the head then, for racial slurs. And then I played, and I think I played soccer and um, accidental um, kicked a guy with the boot in the face. Like, you see, when you get into a fight, well, at least in the mid 2000s in mm. school, like, um, they have what you call the recently, when I first went to high school, a new policy, which is a zero violence um, tolerance. So, mm. Like, you could easily get expelled, suspended. Mm-hmm. They had something like that when I was in school as well. well yeah. I got suspended a few times, but I never got expelled, but I, I got into quite a few fights as well. Mm. I, I got into a so, lot of trouble. I should have showed yeah, up to high school if I wanted to get kicked out. So basically, non-contact sports um, yeah. are not made for me. Mm. If I'm playing in a team. Right. Um, so... so um... You're obviously from the the UK. I don't know if we mentioned that already or not. Yes, we um, might have. from Manchester, England, Bronx, and Britain. The best way to describe Manchester, I yeah. always tell Americans, is the movie Spike Lee's famous movie "Do the Right Thing." Oh, okay, it's, yeah. It's, it's British parody of that. Like literally, we have our own version of a person like in Sal's Pizza, the mayor, um, you know, the Chinese clerk, whatever. Like, yeah, it's a melting pot because it is. It's me. It's it's a miniature version of London, but because we're more cultured and it's less fast paced, like everybody like will know, like everyone and you know, and it's more interaction and there's more conflict. Mm. It, there's more conflict in Manchester. It, yeah, in Manchester, okay. England. But that's what makes it fun because there's a little, there's a little bit of spice to it. It's not generic. Mm. Yeah. What What's interesting is, uh. For a few years, I, I lived in Manchester, Connecticut. So I think it's interesting. You're from Manchester, and I'm from Manchester. Just two well, very different Manchesters. <laughs> well, you well you see, Britain has colonized well, yeah. those countries, and so with um, they just renamed everything. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's uh, very handy to leave from Plymouth and land in Plymouth. Yes, it's very handy to leave and arrive in Plymouth. Yeah. Um. Uh. Oh crap! I had a question and I lost yeah, it completely. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, I'll come to that. Well, yeah. I know you wanted to talk about uh, ableism. Yes. Yeah, systemic ableism. So, yes, yeah, one of the biggest things that really, really upset me uh, mm-hmm. was um, certain work visas um, you cannot get. And these are from so-called um, progressive countries such as New Zealand and Australia. Mm. Um, if you, let's say you're applying for a work visa over there, there's a high chance you could uh, be turned down and denied. So. I've uh, realized when I saw it, it was a TikTok video and I Googled it and it's true. So you'd have to lie on your application in order to apply for a work visa over there. What What's wow. the justification for it? Like, what's their reasoning? Yeah, um, they'll just find legal loopholes. Like, oh, um, oh, what is it now? It was something to do with the medical insurance, like um, or uh, the support. Like, it, it's a huge budget. So, like, you'd have to provide, like, this and that. I don't know the exact words in detail, mm. but it has something to do with the support needs. So, it's it's basically, hmm. uh, they're just, it sounds like what you're saying, their justification is, well, we don't want you to be a potential burden on our system. Yeah. Yeah, but not also that they don't want to get sued. 
right. for ableism, like legally. So if they take you in, it might be a um, not a threat, but it, it's like a it, a it high might... maintenance cost. Yeah, it's it's yeah. like a, it's like um, if you were to have a, a insurance for certain things, right? It's a liability yeah. because if I hire yeah, yeah, you, yeah, yeah. if you if I don't meet your accommodations as a problem, then they 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 look at it as a liability. Not uh-huh. saying that we are a liability, but that's how they they, they view it. Right. And actually, years ago, years ago, my dad uh, used to travel to New Zealand and he was uh, going to apply for uh, uh, to work there, to live there um, and apply for a work visa. And they actually denied him because his work was at the time he was a professional wood turner. And right. he said that he got denied because there was far too many people in New Zealand who were wood turners, who were craft workers. Right. And so he got denied because, you know, they didn't want to have just one more person doing that. And mm-hmm. obviously, uh, uh, he was a, a white guy, so he didn't look at it from a context of like other things. And he also has never been diagnosed with anything that would inhibit him in that way. Uh, he looked at it in the sense of like their society is just looking after themselves. And I guess in a way, that's kind of what it is. Like if you don't hold a purpose for the society, they're not going to let you into work there any more than just visit. But there's a whole lot of levels to that, too, though, because there's a whole lot of reasons they could turn you down. For a yep. whole lot of shit that like ain't right. I mean, there's a whole lot of that. Like they could. I'm not saying they necessarily do for other reasons, but like they could deny you for a whole lot of things. Yeah, indeed. So, um, so, sorry to course, throw it out there like that, but yeah, yeah, of course. And in the UK, you legally cannot um, join the armed forces, which mm-hmm. is the British version of the military. Mm-hmm. Um, you can't join the fire department slash fire service. You can't join the police force. And I think there's more, if I probably Googled more mm. like high jobs or like that are part of the system yeah. of government that I probably couldn't get. Uh, yeah, the, the United States is the same way. Uh, you can't be a, be a police officer, a fireman. You can't join the service. You can't uh, you cannot work for any of the the. Homeland Security stuff, uh, FBI, CIA, DEA. You can't work for anybody who uh, is openly allowed to uh, carry a gun. Uh, you can't do any of that if you're diagnosed with mental health issue uh, or autism. Is is there anything you think that's maybe unique to the UK that's different than maybe say here in America? Like as far uh, as the, as far as like uh, limitations. Definitely. Oh, definitely. Um, you see. Um, and I've gotten um, uh, myself in a lot of hot water um, for the past, I'd say, year. Mm-hmm. Um, self-diagnose is not really an, a big um, an, a thing in the, um, the UK because of our free healthcare. That's one thing that we have better in the UK that you don't have in the US. Valid, yeah. Healthcare, so diagnosis is free. So most people who are autistic um, mm-hmm. are diagnosed like professionally. So for me, when I first had a self-diagnosis, I'm like, what is this, a joke? Mm, yeah. I found it offensive. Well, I can see why based on that context, yeah. Yeah. Like, you haven't gone through what I've gone through. Like, mm. how dare you self-diagnose yourself when I legally can't get certain jobs and you can? Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's weird in, in the U.S. because That's a lot of people go undiagnosed. Um, yeah. because either it's not it cost so damn much. Well, it's not even just the cost, but just a lot of people don't, especially depending on, um, like if somebody, uh, has a lot of, uh, a lot more, um, signs, uh-huh. like depending on how they present, well, yeah. they might get 
caught, but a lot of people will just go under the radar and they don't get caught. They, they write it off as something else. Yeah. And I, then if you don't have the right insurance, you need to find specific doctors to do right. it. If you're older. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of people who are qualified to diagnose adults. That's right. So uh, it, like you could live in an area your entire life and not have a diagnostician who can uh, diagnose autism within 200 miles of you or even more. Plus, some people are reporting to me that it's like four or five thousand dollars just to get diagnosed. Like, I, I mean, honest to God, mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if I could afford that damn much. That's why self-diagnosis uh, is probably a bigger can. thing over here than it is oh, yeah. over there. Yeah, and of course, now I have empathy for them and mm. stuff, but, you know, I, I was a lot, uh, um, I was, you know, a lot younger. I didn't, I'm 25 now, but I don't think I fully matured until I was 24, so. Well, that's part of know. the problem I had with TikTok. Uh, I don't think he's fully matured I was going yet. through one of the, um, <laughs> I was watching an, an autistic creator um, on a, one of their lives before I did the live that I did with, when you were there, and they, they were talking about self-diagnosis, but there were people who kind of had your opinion who were talking. And they were just instantly banning anybody who had the opinion that you used to have. And I'm like, wait, wait a minute. Why don't you ask them why they think that way right. or ask them where right. they're coming from instead of just blocking them? Like, that doesn't make sense to me because how are you going to um, maybe they don't know. Maybe or maybe they there's some reason why they, mm-hmm. they feel, you know, you don't know anything. You just block them. Then how are you going to how are you, how you yeah. going to like change anything? or Because they don't actually um, want to change anything. Oh, TikTok is one of them. Like I have, you know, I've had so many, I've lost like so many accounts when I first got into it because I'm the sort of person that unless you explain everything to me, mm. I'm going to test the waters. Like I remember, um, this is one of the, my favorite autistic memories uh, for when I was a child. It was um, Christmas time, right? I was with my aunt and uncle who celebrate Christmas. Um, and, <laughs> oh, that's what it was. It was a snowy day. Some random reason out of my mind i decided um to open the door and i literally said i'm gonna open the door mm-hmm. and they were like don't open the door i said i'm gonna open it and it was like i don't know if they were going too fast or not but i opened it and it was like, <sighs> like snow was getting in and i pulled it and they stopped the car and they said why did you do that and they said oh because i felt like they said don't you know that you could crash the car and i said no if you'd have told me that it was dangerous and we would have been in danger i would have done it like you always had to tell me why yeah yep uh, like agreed. i was always why kid yeah yep. i was too uh and but people that, usually thought it was annoying told... what what did you say jamal never ever 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 a bad kid but i was yep. always asking why always mm-hmm. like saying what's on my mind and to me well, I, was never... yeah, I think i too. could be often uh perceived as defiant because if people okay. wanted me to do right. something i had a hard time complying with what they wanted me to do unless they could articulate to me why so if you just said well because i said so i'm like that was, that's not good enough for me perceived, i'm just gonna do it anyway perceived as defiant right, i was defiant yeah. but i yeah it was because Fine. you know if they said well you can't do that or like oh you can't go outside and play right now why not because i said so all right well i'm yeah. going on anyway because mm-hmm. <laughs> you didn't give me a good reason yeah that because that, you said so so what uh, yeah, give me an actual reason. Well, because it's a blizzard. Well, that's valid. All right, I'll stay home. Um, yeah. But one, one thing I wanted to uh, ask you about. So mm-hmm. I've I've spoke to you before. I, I've met you, and I know a little bit more about you than people who are probably listening or even maybe Yeah, I, I know this much out of the you, totality of your existence. I remember you, you talking about, like, how your background has affected, um, like, your experience being autistic. Mm. 
uh, as far as your your ethnic background and your, your religious background and your family. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I was wondering if you could talk a little with that because I thought that was interesting. Yeah, I am very very rare from what I've seen online. Like most people who I see on the online community who are autistic and high function, they're usually um white. I I'm not racist by the way. I'm just um explaining Sorry. the race like Sorry, I'm just goofing off when I make that expression because you're right. Yeah. In someone who is a, a person of color and who is religious and mixed race, like I'm mm. half um, my mother's side is Nigerian and she's a tad bit West Indian, but it's mostly Nigerian culture. She's African, stereotypical African mother. And um, my father is um, a Yemeni, but he's you know, firstborn generation here, so he grew up in a black neighborhood. Mm. So he blackwashed Arab, like you know, Arabic is not his first language, even though he can speak it fluently. Okay. I can read Arabic, but mm-hmm. I can't speak it 100% fluently, but I can pick up a word here and there. Yeah. <laughs> but my culture is, I'd say, Nigerian, plus my parents were busy working full-time, and I grew up with my grandmother, who is um, um, a devout Pentecostal Nigerian Christian. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so... And, I'm a, and I'm a devout uh, Sufi Muslim, though. Okay, yeah, I was about to say, like, you're you're uh, Muslim, and your yeah, grandmother was Pentecostal. It was Islam, um, and my dad was um, born Muslim. Yeah. Okay. Because he's yeah, but, but but you had mentioned when we spoke on the live about um, kind of how how uh, where you grew up, how like autism was maybe not taken as seriously. Mm um i think it was just a generational thing like i remember <laughs> my mom like um going um, i think we was in the car on the way back from school mm-hmm. um i think i was in um kindergarten year and or i was either in kindergarten or just started first grade and my mom like was on the phone and said oh i think jamal might have um autism i almost said the asp word uh, because that's anti-Semitic, I almost said that word. It, <laughs> yeah, but she basically said... We you said know, it a lot on the show, so... we, we yeah, no, First few episodes, word, but... we said that a lot, because that's actually what I was diagnosed with. And I was like, oh, burgers, and I'm like... Because mm-hmm. I was, you know, backside burgers, and I was like, oh, mom, that's a dirty word. Like, when I was supposed to say, no, it's a diagnosis. And I yeah. was like... I was like, oh. I was never really bothered about it until the systemic stuff, like... Mm. So I was like, okay, and it's like, is that why I keep getting in trouble? I'm like, oh well, that makes sense. And then I would say that was it. I've never really been bothered. That's okay. just who who I've always been. Right, right. Uh, how old were you when you were diagnosed? I might have missed it if you just said it. Kin- I was in kindergarten. I don't know the exact age, but I was either just finished kindergarten or yeah. no, definitely first grade because I remember the classroom was different. Right. First grade. So relatively young. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I was I was uh, uh, in my uh, mid to late 30s. So I went most of my life not even having any idea. And uh, it was probably about six years prior to that. I think it was six years. Six years prior to that, I was diagnosed with bipolar. So, kind of, um, and prior I to that, I just thought I was a weirdo. So I kind of envy that because you've had more employment opportunities than me. You've had, you know, done things that I'll never ever be able to do. Um, and, and I think because we're in two separate countries, that's, that's true as well, uh, in that regard. But like, I got fired from a lot of jobs and I had a lot of issues at jobs, uh, due to it and not knowing, uh, I mean, there is, 
And 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 I don't and I don't disagree with you. There was probably a lot of opportunities that I was given, especially like I went into the military. I wouldn't have, if I had been diagnosed with autism and bipolar prior to the military, I wouldn't have been able to go. Um, so yes, because I was undiagnosed with both of those, I was able to go to the military. But at the same time, being in the military, I had panic attacks, or at least what I thought was a panic attack constantly almost daily because in the military you have to stand extremely close to somebody you have to touch up onto somebody um there's a lot of sound and 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 uh a lot of people yelling there's a lot of sensory input that i thought i was just having panic attacks and then prior to even going to the military like there was a ton of jobs i got fired from because like i didn't realize that it was part of a condition that was causing me to be so honest that was causing me to say things that sounded rude to other people that mm-hmm. that caused me to question some I shit that i probably that. shouldn't have questioned shit right and that case and probably so there scary. were issues with it what i know that is probably and that probably must have been frustrating and quite scary i can understand that like sure. one of my fears look i've only yep. been fired once is uh, getting fired Oh, that's a yeah. fear. Oh, it gets easier the more times it happens. I think there's, there's... It makes me. I don't know if it's because of my Nigerian household. I've been, but I've always been brought up like to work hard. And mm. Me getting fired like feels like a failure. I remember the first time getting fired. I, I was, I was just, I felt like crying and calling my mom up, and he was like, "Why did you get fired?" And I'm like, "Oh, because of this and because of that." And I didn't realize at the time. Well, it probably I figured it out now is because um, I'm wearing glasses. I'm cross-eyed. I don't, and I think that's part of my autism because I am. Um, look, watch a documentary on why some people have double vision, mm-hmm. and you naturally do not have good hand and eye coordination. But majority of people, due to human adaptation, learn how to correct it. But because of the way my mind works, and I've realized a lot of people on the spectrum mm-hmm. have terrible hand and eye coordination. I have double vision, so. And I wasn't prescribed my prescription until I was 19. Mm, okay. Um, my first job as a, an assistant chef, yeah. I struggled cutting things close up because I'm seeing two at the same time. I don't want to chop my fingers off. Right. So you had to go a lot slower, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. The food industry, you have to be quick. People yeah. want the food now. Well, I will. I will say this much. Uh, like you said, you felt like crying when you got fired that first time. I avoided telling my mother for for almost a year the first time I got fired because I, oh, I, 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 I was I was living with her that scared. I was so scared to tell anybody I got fired because I felt the same way you did about working hard. You got to work hard. You got to keep a job. You got to be accepted and all that. After it happened, you don't want to be a bum. Times, yeah, you don't want to be a bum. And, you know, there's the whole like being uh, uh, you know, masculine and all that shit, and something with for you. people and all that bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It it wasn't until it wasn't until like three or four times that it happened, and it wasn't until I started to say, "No, I'm not like other people." And no, and, and at that point, I still didn't have a diagnosis, but I had I started to accept the fact, and I started to come to terms with the fact that I ain't like other people. So I I don't know what it's like to grow up with a diagnosis yeah, the way it, that Jamal did, but I'd yeah. say on the other side of it, um. I think there's pros and there's like there's pros and cons yes, for is. both. But one of the downsides from mm-hmm. not knowing is I had a lot of really horrible relationships with with uh, friendships and like mm-hmm. girls that I dated or tried to date. Oh, there's yeah. a lot of things that just didn't work out, but I didn't understand why I was having issues. So I always blamed yeah. myself mm-hmm. and I felt like there was something wrong with me or yeah, that the I internalization was, of it. Yeah, yeah, I always blame myself and I beat myself up and I used to get depressed because um 
Yeah. I didn't know that there was a reason why I was having all these social issues and why right. people – I just felt like there's something wrong with me. I can't right. fit in. I'm just a shitty person. No one likes me. I guess yeah. I'm just not likable. You know, I didn't – Yeah, I know. I had I had that before and after I would diagnose it. Mm. Self-hatred, um, it was a, you know, was a very, very big thing for me, you know, um, especially sure. even though in high school I went to a special needs high school, I still – stood out from the autistic children um or teens i don't know if it was because i was one of the only muslims or people of color in that school but i remember one day someone telling me no one likes you jamal and i'm like okay like um of course i was crying on the inside but you know i'm a man like back in my day Mm. if you was uh, seen as a male crying you'd be seen as homosexual and homophobia was very common back in my day so of course i didn't cry but back in um, mine too self-hatred but um i went to the toilet and i tell people don't do this like your human life is sacred your body is sacred but i punched myself in the face like mm. hard like you know like that scene out of rayman when he's going in the airport and yep. you know he doesn't want to get on the plane he's hitting himself on the head i was doing that but i was screaming that yeah like quietly like you stupid piece of beep beep why can't you do anything right and you're more than welcome to swear on the show for my religion yeah um that uh, self-harming is um, a big sin and your body is a temple and if you do unalive yourself you will uh, spend eternity in hell i don't think i would be here and that's probably one of the reasons why i'm still quite religious because there have been times when i'm feeling like well, if I'm such a burden to society, maybe mm. I'm doing a, a, a favor of removing myself. Mm. And I tell people this, never ever harm yourself, never ever harm your body, because I believe all human life is sacred and you can um, help others. And yeah, absolutely. This is one of the things the that I get irritated with. Like, So I uh, frequent, or I used to frequent, a lot of atheist circles or uh, communities online that are... Um, maybe lean in that direction uh, politically or or spiritually, like either uh-huh. they're atheist or they don't agree. But anyway, one of the problems I have with a lot of people who are atheists, usually people more on the left as far as politics wise. Yeah. yeah. They, I don't like how they just uh, uh, openly crap on religion. Oh, okay. That's where you're going with this. But they, they fail to see some of the, 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 they only focus on it. the negatives. They focus right. only on on negative things about yeah. religion. They I don't focus on any of the positives, why, and they the don't they don't see that, that it helps I've, people. I've yeah, it really that. does. I've realized that a lot of them grew up, especially in America, mm-hmm. definitely people in America, um, and they they probably grew grew up in a, a religious household, and because to them they didn't experience the love of the Lord or whatever. Right. It was more them, forced on them. You know, was a was an authoritative thing. Like you yeah. can't do this and you can't do that. Like I'm very lucky, and this is why I thank my mum. Mm-hmm. She always um, showed me the love and why we would do this. But yeah, my dad was um, a lot like that. Like God doesn't like this. God doesn't like that. Hell, hell, hell. Like mm. if I had a doll every single time growing up, he would it explain hell, and but he would never have explained me the scripture. Like. God doesn't like this. God doesn't like that. But it also Another gives thing, meaning to people's lives. Like a lot of people benefit it from it. Um, it's much easier to go through life if you have something that you yeah. believe in. Oh, absolutely. I I, I would say believing in, a, in something higher than self or believing in a God uh, gives you purpose in itself. 
Um, I'd say uh, the most important thing about my faith is mm -hmm. one of the things that keeps me going. As I say, I see God as a, a second parent, like the ultimate father figure mm -hmm. for me. Like the whole world could hate me and despise me, but God will always love me. And he has been there for me when I've been, you know, um, depressed or whatever, like. I've had spiritual experiences. I can't really speak on them. As a Muslim, you're not supposed to go into detail with that, but okay. I haven't, like, it may be different for others, but, you know, he's always been there for me. You know, right. he's always showed love to me, you know, the way I'm born. So, you know, I'm always going to be in his good books as long as I stay in the straight path, so. There you go. So uh, I got a question about your faith, if you don't mind me asking. Yeah, please Great. ask away. It's my um, job as a Muslim. What... What does because I'm I'm mostly unfamiliar with your religion. I know a little bit, but I don't know enough where I could actually speak on it. Uh, what does uh, uh, Islam teach when it comes to mental health? Oh, uh, Islam is probably from what I've learned the mm -hmm. most when it comes to scripture. I'm not talking about the Muslim community, but in scripture, the most mm -hmm. um, sympathetic um to um people with mental health like oh. there are scriptures like if you do not know what you are doing is wrong or sinful god will not punish you if you've never ever heard of islam or the message um or understood it you will not enter help like islam only punishes you for the lifestyle you're living and if you know what you're doing is wrong okay Okay. So, wow, that's... so, so, you know, if like, let's say you're bipolar right, and you're having uh -huh. an episode, God's not going to punish you for that. Mm. But well, once you've remained, an episode. yeah, I know. But once you've like remained, you know, in your sober state of mind, right? Um, you know, you're responsible again. And that's only when you have um, had the maturity of an adult or you have like started puberty. So, mm hmm. So I'd say, me now, I'd say, because I know what I'm doing, I, um, majority of the time, I'd say I am responsible. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, because some things I do have a childlike mind, I, I believe God is more lenient to me. Mm. So, you know, you have ADHD, Down syndrome and all that. Those guys are probably going to heaven. Mm. All right. So, you know, so, like, based on... God is a special place for people with mental health, I'd say, in Islam. Oh, cool. I like that. I like that I have a special place. That's that's kind of nice. Um, uh, that sounded flippant, and I hope, Jamal, you did not take that as me saying a flippant no, no, statement no, no, to it. No, I was no, just no, goofing. No, no, no. Um, uh, shit, I fucked up my own thought process. Nice. Yeah, I know. What do you think? Well, one I thing I do want to say, yes, though, um, is um, um, in Islam, we believe that God is... Um, created every single creation perfect mm -hmm. in a way so if you insult someone by the way they're born or their mental state the way they're born you are insulting the creator himself because god willed for them that way it's like you see a painting like picasso right you may not mm -hmm. like picasso mm -hmm. but if you say it's a load of garbage then you're insulting the painter so um of course there are some ableist muslims of course they are but they are committing a major sin and god will help them accountable on the day of judgment for that so on scripture, on blueprint, yeah, Islam is a very, very autistic and mental um, health-friendly religion. Right, right. and like, the, of course, there's bad practitioners of every religion. Of course, there are people who take things out of context in a religion and skew it to whatever they want it to. Like all the Christians mean. who don't actually follow the teachings of Christ. Yes, that <laughs> that would be exactly what I'm bringing up. Um, but I, but I, I, I agree, and I, and I, I. Uh, I think it's great that it's 
if you insult uh, um, the person or make fun of or put down somebody who has one of those uh, uh, mental health differences, then you're also insulting God. And and I think that's a interesting way to kind of look at it. But let me ask the question on that. If I make yep. fun of myself for my bipolar, would that mean I'm also insulting God? Um, it depends. Like if you're doing it in like a serious way, like yeah. self hatred and like, you know, like oh God, why did you make me this way? Instead of like trying to like overcome the adversity, right? Then that is kind of sinful. But let's say if you're trying to just being light heart the situation yeah. like oh look at me i'm bipolar <laughs> right that's okay okay because i think it's the difference between is different in that purposely right? trying to be like mean or uh insulting yeah, yeah. versus making light of okay like, making... Well, I was just... like say if you were to make a comedy sketch about it, no that's not sinful oh okay okay so it's based on the intent of it in that regard yeah the yeah intention is actually yeah literally there was a scripture that said the intention mm -hmm. is worth more than the action so let's oh. say you get up early and you're ready to pray yeah. um but you somehow miss it or are not able to pray it that is worth more that you wanted to do that and you intended to do that to let's say your father's woken you up at five o'clock in the morning like mm -hmm. chuck or whatever you're like right you you're praying you make the prayer but you don't want to do it mm. you hate praying but mm. you do it yeah. you uh, won't get I, as much reward yeah i've actually heard that before i used to work with a gentleman who was an assistant uh house manager of a group on my work at who who was a a muslim man who prayed five times a day and stuff and uh he brought me to the mosque one day um just to kind of well we were on an outing for the house uh, and it was just okay. me and him getting groceries and he brought me to the mosque um and and one of the things he talked about was and me and him were having a conversation because I'm a Christian and, and we were talking about people who oh. just call themselves stuff and people who actually believe. Right. And he was like uh, he was talking about that intention piece yeah. of like it, uh, if you're doing it just for face value, just to do it or if you're yeah. doing it because you truly have love and faith in what you're doing. Uh, yeah. Which was fun. Like he taught me a bunch of things. Like I don't know if it's the same version as as you like same denomination. Uh, you practice or not? Um, I, don't know. Well, I have no um, idea. So but, what was this in America? Yeah, yeah, it was in America. Yeah. yeah. Um, it probably. You know, I don't know. Um, it probably would be different, but um, I don't know. Was, there's so many different variations of every religion that like. I don't know, uh, unless unless you go to the same temple, church, or uh, mosque. Yeah, I, yeah, I assume yeah, 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 true, there's some true, variation. But, um, uh, yeah, yeah, true. But when it, within Islam, um, not really that many variations oh. because we have certain scriptures that uh -huh. say you can't have an innovation of this because it totally d kicks you out of the fold of Islam. But um, okay, majority of people who have realized who are on um, the different side, that's not the majority side of Islam, um, mm -hmm. are usually in America and um, Australia. Um, especially if they're from a certain country that has that variation. It was like, did you know what race he was or um, where he was from? I mean, he was born no. in the US. He was born in the US. So you didn't know where his heritage was from? No. No, I didn't All ask right, that then, question. Then I can't comment on that. Yeah. I, I generally don't ask that question to people because uh, like if they want to tell me where their ancestry is from cool if they want to tell right. me where they're that's, from that's, all right. wow wow that's another thing that's different in america yeah. no 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 in, in england it's very very common oh for somebody to just be like where's your family from 
People will think that's rude over here. Oh yeah. Oh, yeah, people... especially in the Muslim community because they want to know your background. It's ah. not racist. It's it's just curiosity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, here, people get real uptight about that kind of shit. Like, no matter who you are, they're like, "Ooh, why are you asking what my ethnicity is? Why are you asking where my grandparents are from?" Like, I'm just asking. But yeah, so I have tendency to not ask that question very much. So, what do you think are uh, some of the the biggest challenges? that you have over there in the UK and, you know, being autistic? Um, I would say um, social. Um, this is even in my own family, social skills, how you can, without me trying, mm-hmm. I can offend someone mm-hmm. like, uh, or not make anyone happy. Like as much as I love my family, um, there are times and I wish I could, turn black the clock that i have caused a lot of um issues like of course like luckily you know my mother has forgiven me and she's like look i didn't know like you were a good boy like but there are times where i do feel guilt like oh if i didn't do that like i like i said i didn't mature until i was 24 mm-hmm. and um I was uh, very, very selfish and self-centered, like I said, because I didn't understand the issues of empathy and stuff. Mm. Um, but recently, the most recent one is, uh, <laughs> and I didn't realize that um, my mum was like that. Um, last time I visited my mum, I think it was three days ago, <laughs> um, the Willy Wonka movie, right? I was speaking to my sisters and my sisters, I'm very, very glad, I be- you know, they're a blessing from God, they're the most precious thing to me because I can be myself around and I believe that some of them yes. are on the spectrum but they won't get diagnosed due to mm. systemic ableism. Right. Um, we spoke about the Wonka movie in detail and the part that we didn't like was Hugh Grant, who's a famous actor playing the Oompa Loompa. Mm. Like, yeah, he should have been taken out of the movie. Like, he was just unnecessary. And then my mum was overhearing us. Oh, well, I actually kind of liked him. Mm. Like, he was amusing. And I'm like, really? He was annoying. I like CGI. And they said, was there anything you did like about the movie? Like, if you didn't like it, then mm. why did you come? I wouldn't have gotten you a ticket. Do you know how much money I spent on that? And I'm like, sorry, mum. Oh, so she took it as a lack of appreciation or gratitude, the fact that she brought you to the movie. Yeah, even though you were like, just I giving said a lot of things I did feedback. like about the movie, like yeah. I loved the music and stuff. I'm mm-hmm. just saying, like, it's it was just a movie review. And it's like, yeah. is anything else negative you want to mm-hmm. do? Like, you've said nothing but negative stuff today. Mm-hmm. And because I say what's on my mind, and I, I'm either very, very quiet if I know that I could, like, upset my mum. Mm-hmm. So, like, that's how I ended up getting my name ghost, you know, pale uh, skin um, and not saying anything. You know, mm-hmm. you're dead like a ghost. Um, yeah, uh, it kind of caused issues. And one of my sometimes a nickname that she used to call me was uh, Negative Ned, like, always being negative. Negative Ned. Yeah, yeah. Well, like people I said, people I, focus I, on no, the negative. I'm, I'm right with you, Jamal, because I used to hear that a lot. And, and if I remember the live correctly... Uh, you and Nova both said that that the two of you pulled back from talking to people quite a lot because of that. And you guys didn't really give your opinion all that often because of being treated that way. Um, when I heard that on the live, I, I really wanted to chime in and be like, I did the exact opposite of that shit. And not saying, you know, our approaches were right yes. or wrong in any way. It's just I did the opposite of that. The more people told me to shut up, the more people said that, uh, uh, no, I shouldn't talk. I shouldn't say things the way I say it. No, none of that. The more I did it. And maybe it was, you know, me just being defiant. Maybe it was me just kind of uh, rebuking whatever it is that they were saying to me. 
but I spoke more and almost to the point where this guy has to tell me after episodes sometimes and sometimes before them, like, hey, make sure you let other people talk because I, I still hear that voice in my head of somebody saying you're just being too negative. You're always saying something mm-hmm. mean. You're babbling all the time. I hear that voice and I'm basically giving it the finger in my head and I just talk more. And he does have to remind me because it is, you know, it is kind think, of effed up that I just babble on to ad nauseum. So I got to make room for him and more specifically to our guests. Reminds me of uh, the video I posted yesterday on TikTok about pain, mm. about uh, negative emotions, pain mm. being like a more baser human emotion. Right. It's more basic than happiness or anything else. Mm-hmm. Right. And we respond to negativity. So if you go to the movie and you focus on one thing that you didn't like, mm-hmm. that's all your mother's hearing. She's yes. ignoring everything else because we yes. we're as humans we're, we're we're like made to 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 pick out the negative and the pain. Yeah, it's a cognitive distortion called uh, mental filtering. Yeah, and I think it's wow. it's probably has an evolutionary or, or like as human beings, yes, it's, it's, it serves a purpose, yeah. right? Yes, it like does. it serves a purpose that we to protect ourselves and to yes. avoid pain and to right. to survive and pass on our I'm genes glad you mentioned kids. evolution because that kind of came up in my head when i had a discussion my, my mom's a very educated person mm-hmm. so you know we have deep conversations and i wondered is autism part of evolution or is it just a trait that people have made up due to our societal's social um issues was like either they've existed for thousands of years mm-hmm. but due to culture maybe it's more acceptable to act the way i am or is it part of evolution like, they may I, have I just called it something different rather yeah, than I, like calling it autism or i don't know if it's if like it depends on what what do you mean by evolution huh like when you say if if, if you say it's part of evolution what do you mean by evolution well like, I, have i am i am i like the next like human huh? like that's evolved or i'm um, have I stopped? Like, am I like more caveman? So, mm. like, because it, because like I said, um, I don't know if you've heard of this YouTuber. Um, he's bipolar. And he's um David Wood, and he puts all of his energy into his religion, mm-hmm. and um, you know that um, he's in one of the most famous apologetic like Christians, and like. Before he was a Christian, he was a devout atheist, and he believed that him not having any emotions or any empathy was part of evolution. Like, you know, he's top of the food chain. Like, ha, ah, like I can destroy this person without feeling any guilt. Yeah, I don't, oh. I, I don't know if I would call it that, but I think when you think about the term neurodiversity, yeah, I think that there's just many different ways that humanity mm-hmm. in our genes and our brains mm-hmm. present themselves. Right. We well, we present ourselves different different yeah. different ways. Yep. So that's what I when I said, what do you mean by evolution? I'm just saying like there's different ways. We have different genetic variety, yeah. right? We I'm, have different neurodiversity, and yeah. some of it, some of it may be like uh, uh, more uh, um, the more impairing uh-huh. to uh, try not to use function language, but impairing go in the ahead. sense of like the way that you navigate through the world. Right. Uh, yeah. Go ahead and use function language. You know what? No matter no, how we I'm describe not, autism, autism is autism. And if we use words that offend some people but don't offend other people, so be it. If we say function stuff and somebody wants to bitch about it, so be it. Uh, yeah, here's what I know. None of us are being derogatory no matter what word we're using in that way. If we want to use function language, I know yeah, the three of us are not being mindset. derogatory. We're, we're, we're not putting down nobody by saying function language. We're not putting down nobody by saying level one, two, or three. I mean, I have I tendency, don't use level I See, hate the level, the level term. Uh, I just use functioning, low functioning. It's easy to oh. use. Uh, I have to use it for work. Uh, so I'm I have a tendency of doing it more often that way. Um, 
and and also when when we talk to other people some the level stuff is more acceptable when we talk to americans and stuff um i was told by somebody else um yeah. that intent isn't really important yeah but i don't I, th I think that I the intent that, but... intent is important yes me too um because if there's no malice or, or, or ill will about what you're saying, right? Like I don't, I don't think any of us are going to sit here and get offended because somebody said something that we don't like. But right. it, it depends on what your intention is when you exactly. say that. Exactly. Exactly. If you're trying to put somebody the fuck down, I have a problem with that. But if you're saying something, like if you ask a question out of your own ignorance so you can uh, learn more about something, but you word it wrong. I think it's a good thing that you're asking the question, even if you ask it in an ignorant fucking way, because you're attempting to learn more. You're attempting to get better, right? You're attempting to grow. And I think the intent of that is is a good thing. Back on to what we were talking about. I'm sorry. I just ranted the shit out of that. I, I, I went I went like you said too much field. coffee today. I have. OK, so anyway, I went left fucking field on all that shit. Where the fuck was I? I had a whole point before it was we on a language models, like the negativity aspects. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. So uh, we were talking evolution there. Um, so there are writers and most of the time they're philosophers and there are writers from hundreds of years ago that describe the world in ways that we as autists would describe it nowadays. And they talk about what they found confusing. So I don't know if autism is a new thing at all. Um, I actually think very much so that we've always existed, but we now know that there's a difference. We can now see the difference in it. So for the people who are Aspie supremacists out there, A, if you're an Aspie supremacist, stop listening to our show. Just stop, please. I, I don't. Mm -mm. But I don't believe that it's a next step in evolution. I believe it's always been there. Uh, now, do I believe in evolution? Yes, I do. And I do believe people grow and people do change. And at some point we will see that. But I don't think autism is that change. I don't think autism is a next step in evolution for humans. Um, I, I think we've always been there. Um, same, same thing with every mental health difference. I think they've always been there. It's just now we can see it for what it is, opposed to somebody going, huh, that person is strange. You know what I mean? You don't think that. Yeah, I know what you mean. Thank you. I, I kind of agree to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. I think Nick is the ne next stage of humanity, personally. So, okay, if I'm the next stage <laughs> stage in human evolution, we're fucked. Okay, we are <laughs> fucked in every way possible. We need to go back to being chimpanzees. Yes, bonobos. Yes, I am much closer to a chimp than I am to a human. Okay, <laughs> bonobos. Jesus. Um, I mean, out of the three of us, I'm probably the most ignorant when it comes to a lot of things. Uh, like my my focus and grand fixation in life has always been behavior, but it's always been behavior on like a scientific or or a research study basis, not like getting to know humans on a regular. So like, I'm I'm learning as we go here. I'm fifty fifty. Yeah, 50-50. Nice. <laughs> yeah, the uh, one thing I do want to talk about yeah, is please. the media aspect, because especially now with all the technology mm. and stuff like media is power from what we see and how you perceive it. Mm -hmm. Autism in the media, I still really, really do despise, and okay. I'll just use that despise so i'm not cursing um you, you can you can curse on the show if you want oh you can curse it's on, on spotify yeah, yeah, yeah. i oh, say well, fuck all, right. all the time man yeah, yeah i say we're, i swear we're all on the time. we're on spotify so you can say the, whatever you they, want uh, yeah. majority of shows and pod, um <laughs> not your podcast are called one podcast they make autistic people look like pussies and twinkies right that is a true statement um, like such as shows as atypical uh, mm -hmm. the good doctor 
Mm-hmm. Um, even though I do love the Big Bang Theory, um, Sheldon's a pussy. Um, he is. I don't, I've I never agree. ever seen, seen, seen a show where like an autistic person is strong, is a person of color. Um, I, I agree to that last part, absolutely. Uh, but when it comes to a strong autist, um, they never officially I mean, say it in the show, but I'm going to refer to the character of Bones on the TV show Bones. Uh, I'm going to refer to her as an autist every day of the week uh, because she behaves like it. She interprets the world that way. And they and her friends always describe her as having social issues and not catching oh. on to social interaction. So I'm going to refer to her that way. But she is a very strong, intelligent, powerful woman and, and not even just a what like a strong human a strong powerful assertive human and like she's somebody to to kind of aspire to in the media so they don't ever call her autist they don't call her aspie or none of that jazz but if you watch her character if you watch the presentation of the maybe. character it looks like hey cop possibly an autist. so here's here's one that actually is both uh i watched uh, scott pilgrim both? the other day can huh? you can you stop talking oh. for a second so oh yeah okay. great maybe. uh so you watch Scott Pilgrim the other day, and I was looking up information about Scott Pilgrim. And according to something I read online, the the creator has actually uh, said that the character is autistic, even though it doesn't specifically say it in the movie. But if you watch, he has a lot of like weird, awkward social moment interactions. You're saying Scott Pilgrim? Yes, but I was saying that Scott I'm... Pilgrim is a pussy, but he's also strong. Well, because he, he was yes. saying that they they always portray like them as like, kind of being weak, or whatever. Well, but he's yeah. kind of like this weak. Uh, um, not super masculine guy, mm-hmm. but at the same time, he also beats people up and can fight. Right. So it's weird because he's kind of a weak, feeble character. I don't but also know if those are real fights, though, because I think it's just in his head, like, you know, like Walter Mitty Daydreaming. I, Probably. Like, he's a video game nerd. Yeah. But I'm talking about, like, physically, like, strong, like, people, like, the only thing I've ever seen is the movie The Accountant, and I love that movie. Um, Who Who's in that? Um, thingy, uh, Ben Affleck, uh, oh. you know, the guy yeah. who played Batman and Daredevil. Yeah, 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 Ben Affleck. Um, I do, I do know what movie you're talking about now. Um, that is, uh, probably the best movie I've ever, okay. ever seen because that was, um, a lot of my, like, his hmm. dad was in the military, my dad was in the military, you know, the way he stims and rocks, I used to be like that, and like, you know, because he can't finish a puzzle, hmm. like, Okay, like so, so there's a, you can relate a great deal to that. Well, they had uh, yeah, yeah. um, there's only one movie, unfortunately, like that. The but, Pixar yeah. short that we watched with Loop, the girl who's autistic, mm-hmm. she was supposed to be like a she's a um higher support needs, but she's mm-hmm. a person of color. I don't yeah. remember specifically what yeah, she was. Yeah, she, she's Latina. Yeah. Ah, oh, there you go. Thank you. So there's there's one. Yeah, Loop is one. Like I said, it's like higher support function. Like right. all I have. Is the account like I can look to other characters that have similar traits of autism, mm-hmm. but not an actual character that says he's autistic. Like my one of my favorite movies that I would have to say that has autistic traits is probably mm. um Forrest Whitaker, um, the way of the samurai. Oh, oh my god, that is such a good movie. You know, he's oh introverted, he badly talks, but like, yeah, you know, the yeah. guy's a badass, like he oh. dedicates his life to um, being an assassin. You know, I do martial arts, you know, I like to dress all in black and tracksuits, you know, I have my hair in cornrows, you know, just like him. Wasn't that movie called Ghost Dog Way of the Samurai? Yeah. No, 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 that, that I know, but I didn't get my name Ghost Dog because of Ghost Dog. No, 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 I'm not saying you did, but that is such a good movie. Forrest Whitaker is an amazing uh, actor. Oh, yeah. real quick, so, give me, give me, give me 
30 seconds, fucking time me, 30 seconds, okay? One thing I will say, and it might look like from the outside that there's a shit ton of characters that represent me, but I feel like you do, that I have never once seen a character that represents me, ever. Um, Once I became bipolar, I started looking up actors and characters that were bipolar. None of them represent me. None of them are outgoing like me. None of them X, Y, Z, right? Then once I found out I was autistic, now I'm autistic and bipolar. There ain't, and and people love to point out that I look like a fucking, you know, cis white guy. I've never seen a character that's like me because I agree with you. Every autistic male, even if they're white males, they're always cowards. They are never like, they are never well-to-do. They are never functional, like holding down their shit, right? Like even Sheldon has to have Leonard to get through his fucking day. Right. Like, give me a character that that represents even me. And some people are like, oh, you're a white guy and you're all over the media. But there's not a bipolar, bisexual, autistic. And I know that gets super specific, but I've never seen me in the media. Like every time somebody says Ben Affleck. Fuck. So I got to be done, Jamal. I, I promised him 30 seconds. All right. No, I was just going to say, I think we should have a movie with a an autistic black male who's mm-hmm. like a strong character. Why Absolutely. Not? I, Why not? For a thousand reasons, I agree. For a thousand reasons. Uh, not just for the autism reason. For a whole lot of reasons, yeah. I think we need that. that was we need, a character we... that's not feeble. I know yeah. I said the, the P word earlier, maybe, so I don't know if somebody's going to get upset P that I said word? I said the character was a pussy, but oh. I normally I normally don't uh, speak like that. But I was kind of going down the line of how, how dare you, yeah, you what? chauvinistic something or other. You know what, everybody? I think I started the show with saying that we're learning too. me and Steve still have some shit to work out. We've got some internalized ableism and sexism and chauvinism and probably some racism or prejudice or bias to work out. Everybody got some shit to work out. We're all growing. We're all evolving. We're all fucking learning. Like in one category or another, everybody got some ignorant shit in them. And we all got to work it out together. Not me. I'm perfect. Yes, you, you are. Ma- no, uh, bisexuality. Like, are, you, are you bisexual? Yeah, I am. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's okay. Um, because, you got a question. Um, I, you got a question. I can see it on your um, face. Community. Um, I'm, I'm technically not homophobic, but yeah. um, I. I have caused the alphabet community a lot of like they they typically wouldn't like a person like me that, uh, due to you know me being religious and yeah. um, me not being you know woke and like not really caring like wanting to say what's on my mind like my opinion is like sure. if you want to live the life the way you want to live life and you live in a free society that's mm-hmm. okay because I remember um, one of my favorite teachers bless him um, Gary Sykes he was uh, my dance teacher and also used to teach history. If someone called him a homophobic slur, I'd be like, hey, like, leave him alone. Like, right. he's not anyone. Because but, you, you appreciate that human being. If someone was ever, ever to come up, mm-hmm. up on me in that sort of way due to me um, being abused, I don't want to go too much into detail, but someone that was part of that community, mm-hmm. I would get aggressive and violent. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to be seen that way due to the culture, my religion that I brought up in. So I'm okay with people doing that, but at the same time, I don't like the whole rainbow political aspects of it. Mm. You know, uh, and I actually kind of agree with you. I'm not super into the political side of that. 
Um, I, I just know that, you know, when I look at a man and a woman naked, I equally get turned on by it. That's what I fucking know. As far as like political agendas, when it comes to that, I don't think people in my community but I could, yeah, but I could never ever, ever hate up, someone but... for liking something because I have working, so I'm never ever going to speak about it online, but I have, um, queer fantasies and I, that would be hypocritical of me. Yeah, uh, I, I agree. I agree. I don't, I don't I, shit on anybody's know, you know, preferences and, in that way. And I feel sorry for a lot of the LGBTQ community who right. don't get a voice because it's sorry, been hijacked I'm gonna by... I have to call the Alphabet Mafia real quick and put a hit out. Wow. Um, Jesus. <laughs> As I was saying, it's uh, it's been hijacked Just by kidding. Gen Z and I yep. wish there were um, more um, characters like one of, um, like Modern Family where you know they had a gay couple and mm. they just happened to have a daughter and wanting to get on with the lads. Like one was um, a football coach that loved um, to do clowning on the side hustle and then one was a lawyer. Yeah. You know, that that never ever bothered me. And I grew up watching Ugly Betty and that had a lot of LGBTQ characters and stuff. What was that? You know, so I was fine. Wait, what that. was the show? Ugly Betty is one of my favorite oh, shows. Oh, Ugly Betty. Right. Okay. But they didn't make it cringy and cheesy. Like one no. was transgender, yeah. you had LGBTQ, like one was gay or whatever. Like, that was fine, like, and it's pretty common in fashion and drama industry in the film industry to have people of that community. Right. That's yeah. like you know. Fine about um, that. I actually, I actually hate it when. Excuse me. I actually hate it when sexuality is uh, a predominant feature of any character. Yeah. Whether whether it's cis, hetero, whether it's gay, whether it's lesbian, whether it's bisexual, like. Those are at, like me and you, if we met on the street, would not walk up to each other and just go, oh, hi, I'm bi, I'm hetero. No, we wouldn't do that. So why why does the character make it so centerpiece, right? And yes, it's an important yeah, I know factor, I would never, ever, but... ever wear a straight, a straight pride flag or whatever. No, right. I just, so this is, this is actually really interesting shit. because we were just talking about representation uh -huh. as far as like uh, how autistic characters are portrayed. Right. And maybe not having enough like uh, um, um black characters or people of color yeah. represented right uh in autism uh -huh. but at the same time we're talking about like i understand what you're saying like oh. not making it the defining characteristic about the character right because it's but at not the same the, time like the whole on some level there. like people also appreciate the representation of those things so, he, but here let me let me because i started thinking about this while i was talking about Luchamal too um let me let me put this out there in this regard if you have a black character you know they're a black character almost immediately when you see them on the screen, right? So yeah. that character doesn't need to go, hi, I'm a black character. Like, yeah. by no means. If you see a female, you don't by any means need to know that that's a female. You can fucking see that thing. Mm -hmm. And when it comes to other pieces, like the autism piece, you would have to mention it, but you don't have to make it like the flag they're fucking waving. Yes. Right? Like, if you... A character that represents me, if my character walks into a bar, the I don't need to walk up to the bartender and say, hi, I'm autistic, bisexual. Can I get a shot of Jack Daniels? I don't <laughs> need to say that shit. I don't need to have a shirt on that says, look at me, I suck dick. I don't need that. But if we had a movie where there was a topic that got brought up, say I'm talking yes, to my different. buddy where we're talking yeah. about dating and I said, you know what? I had a boyfriend at one point and it's very similar to the girlfriend that you were dating. I had a similar issue. That's now showing me representation of being a bisexual male. But you're not you're not waving a fucking flag. You're not asking me to like fucking hey. donate money to some cause movement. Yeah. It's a character. It's have a human have you guys ever identified. seen the the Boondock Saints? 
Yes, of course. So it reminds me. Oh of yeah, both of them. Yeah. Willem Dafoe's character is gay. Yeah. But they never like they never like. Hey, I'm a gay detective. He just right. He yeah. ends up. They show you that he's gay when he's in um, bed with a dude. Um, when he when he gets out of when he, yeah. yeah when he gets out of bed and and the the uh the partner that he's with the person that he slept with uh says something like stay in bed or don't you want to cuddle <laughs> yeah. and he looks at him and goes don't be a f word yeah <laughs> I won't say it because it's derogatory but you guys know what I'm saying you guys have watched the movie right like yeah, yeah, come yeah. on As, like to me that was a perfect scene of. We're showing this piece of this character, but we're also showing that this character can be shitty on other people in that community. I actually yeah. thought that was a beautiful idea. Granted, I don't think they wrote it for that reason. But it I seemed it was like he was like a, a fuck boy, but like the gay right. equivalent of a fuck boy. Right. He's like, yeah, 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 I'm just he's just trying to trying to get laid. He's trying to get laid. And literally, yeah. that's what it was. William Defoe's character was not trying to have a relationship. He was just trying to get his rocks off well, and not, go to fuck I'm home. What? One night stand, we call it in the UK. Well, yeah, yeah, so do we. I, I just say, you know, fucking leave. Although I do have uh, him do drag <laughs> later in the the show, and he, uh, in the movie, he's well, just, and he's supposed to be passable. As... Hold on, hold on. He, but he wasn't doing drag like because he was trying to. No, but he's supposed to be a prostitute, and I'm like, how did any of those people think that that he was a real prostitute? <laughs> yeah, that's true too. That's he true makes too. a very ugly woman. Yeah, very <laughs> ugly woman. Um. Sorry, I don't know if I no, no, no. I can but say I mean, that he was doing that because he was going undercover and he was just trying to get into the house and shit. Like there was a purpose. I'm gonna, I'm it. trying to get canceled now. I'm just gonna. Oh, try yeah. To, yeah no, okay, so just start using some of the words that no one's yeah, allowed so, to use. Yeah, I mean, go for it. You know, respectful representation, like I said. Yeah. Now I want to go back into um, um, the aspect that I have that I yes. still can't. Um, one thing I don't think I'll ever be able to get rid of, or mm. I may be able to dilute it, but is authenticity accuracy like mm. one of the things i don't lie is is people lying like especially when it comes to my religion like blasphemy yeah like on tiktok right there are a lot of um people that have they call themselves muslims but they're not like they're lying and like recently um i ended up getting a strike on one of my uh, backup accounts mm -hmm. because i gave this guy scripture you know, because he, he's part of the alphabet community and he says it's not a sin. And then I said this and that. I told him to search up the scripture and he's like, no. So I wrote it down. And mm -hmm. because the scripture is explicit, um, you know, and the comment got reported and I got a strike. Hmm. But it wasn't the fact that he was part of the community. It was the fact that he said it wasn't sinful. And it was it was blasphemy. I do not like people who lie and poison my religion because mm. Islam is a, it's a special thing. It's a sacred code between you and God. Like, you know, you can't like we have a saying like the Prophet Muhammad said, any person who claims to be of another nation and imitates the people of that nation is one of them. He's not one of us. Mm -hmm. You understand? I would get as equally mad if it was someone who claimed to be muslim who was promoting an alcohol brand promoting mm. you know any any other sin pork or whatever right do you think that's part of partly because you're autistic that um like yeah, i, I know it's a fine. common autistic thing that like we get fixated on details yeah. and facts like and so you're saying like this is part yeah. of the religion he's he said this is not and you're like well it is, i know it's part of the religion well, I, I, I'm actually going to fall on Jamal's side on this is it's straight up written in. I know what I'm saying, because like, because we're yeah. because we're uh, autistic, mm -hmm. we feel compelled to. Mm. 
well, share I mean, that, hey, this is where it says it right here. Yeah, I mean, that might be part of it, but I, I'm going to say as a person who who has faith as well, um, it's it's straight up written in our book. Like, well, it's straight up written in his book. You know what I mean? Like your book as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, although there's some argument in my book a little bit, um, not drastically, but a little bit anyway. Um, man, I got like nine other conversations I want to have in my head about that. Anyway, hold on. Um, I'm trying to sift through them and get back on point. Sorry, here. <laughs> no, no, you good, my man. Like, um, I, I got to deviate. Holy shit. So, no, I, I started I playing. A, I t- started playing a Van Halen song in my head. Really but it was should. mania. <laughs> mania. Really uh. All right. So, no, I think it's a part of it. Absolutely. And obviously, Jamal can talk for himself. I think that's part of it. But like I get a little hung up on some stuff out of the Bible when people use it or misappropriate Bible? It a great deal. Because, like, there are things where people are like, God hates X. And I was like, God doesn't hate shit. Like, God says don't do X, and there's a fucking reason why God says don't do X. It's not God hating on nothing. There is a fucking purpose behind it. Hold on. If you're just Um, joining us, this is the newest episode of The 700 Club. Oh, Jesus. (laughs) You motherfucker. All right. So, anyway, I got to sidetrack the shit out of this, and I'm sorry, Jamal, if I'm all over the place, but, like... No, please be yourself. If you've ever listened to our... Face with me. Oh, 700 you. Club, uh, he um, probably doesn't know what that is, but it's like it's a religious. Yeah, show. it was this stupid religious fucking thing years ago. Anyway, um, oh, our conversations have tendency to go a thousand directions. <laughs> and part of it is because of me. Like he can stay on track like a motherfucker. I can't. Anyway, anyway. So like uh, that gentleman I told you about before, uh, that Muslim gentleman that I knew years ago, um, he actually described the three books. Uh, uh, the Torah, the whole, uh, the Christian Bible, and the Quran as being three yeah. chapters of the same religion. Yeah, we're the descendant, so what? we have the final chapter. Yeah, say say that again. Yeah, we believe that the Quran is the descendant, like the final chapter that has uh, yes. been reformed. Yes. Yeah. Uh, and, and that's the way he described it to me. And that was the one of the things that I thought was so fucking fascinating. And then another gentleman when I was in college talked to me uh, a little bit about the Quran. And he actually talked about how there's so much information in the Quran about medicine and uh, uh, geometry and mathematics and structure building and engineering and all this other stuff. And I was like, well, holy shit, like y'all got a blueprint for a society. And all we got was a book that yes. vaguely said love people like <laughs> I'm sorry to boil it down in such a way, but like, no, uh, no, I thought they're spot fascinating. On, spot on, spot on. The Quran yeah. is a scientific mathematical book. Right. Yes. Much more like there's shit about medicine, how to take care of people and the reasons why you take care of them. And in the Bible, it's just like, hey, uh, don't shit on things in my name. Love yeah. people. Take care of people. And we're like, how do we take care of them? Yeah. Sorry, yeah. I. I, I, I shit on my own religion a little bit, but you know what? It's my religion. I can do it, I guess. I don't know. Um, I, I like to poke fun at everything. But anyway, it's, like it's that's fine. one thing I was going to say. But the other thing, too, is like I do. And I'm not going to call them fake Christians because that's not my job to judge. Like it's God's of job course. to judge people. It's not my job to decide whether somebody's a good Christian or a bad Christian or, or who deserves hell and who doesn't. That's up to God to do. And I ain't taking God's job. In fact, I would never yeah. want that job to begin with. Uh, but a lot of, there's a lot of Christians who who have tendency to add word to the Bible that irritates me. And they and they they they'll take half a sentence and they'll go, mm-hmm. look, you bad. And I'm like, did you read all of it? 
Uh, <laughs> yeah. Like you got to read all of it. And it's not just one sentence you can ta- extract from that whole book. It's the whole book. Sinning's bad and good. I'm sorry. I started to get into that voice, didn't <laughs> Mr. I? Mr. Mackey? Yeah, I started to go into that voice. Well, that should not kill um, it, it's Killing's just, and, and I think you kind of agree, too, because you were kind of talking about that a little bit earlier, yes. too. It's, you know, uh, I, I'm i not, I, I've always called myself Christian light. And the one of the reasons why I say that is because there are some folks who hold their faith with such guilt and shame and weight and, and, and hate I in their hearts. I used to be light. Uh, yeah. Go ahead. So I can understand. Yeah, I used to be like, I used to be, um, a self-hating Muslim mm. to a certain extent due to, um, you know, propaganda with 9-11 or mm. whatever. Like, I've always believed, but I haven't always been proud of it. Yeah. Uh, I'm a, like, I, are there things that the Bible says don't do? Yes. Yes, there is. Yeah. There's a ton of things it says don't do. In fact, it also says in the Old Testament, don't eat shellfish. But I have yet to see a Christian put down that lobster. Uh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> sorry to poke fun at that, but. Fuckers. Um, but there's like, but the whole book also says that if you go to God with an open heart, you can be forgiven for your sins. You can be forgiven. And like, so whose place is it to decide that shit? Only God. So every time some church decides to fucking like rally against some shit or protest against something, yeah, like what you accomplished. I'm not, like, like, I said this, yeah. Mm. I would rather be um neighbors with um an lgbtq christian mm-hmm. than be neighbors with a heterosexual i don't know non-religious person because at least they're gonna have the same values that i have and mm-hmm. if they do adopt um that child is gonna be brought up christian and most people are heterosexual so it's not really gonna have an issue because right. at least they're gonna have the same values i have because mm-hmm. i never ever ever tell anyone who claims to be Muslim to leave the faith, I tell them to repent. Yeah. There you go. Seek forgiveness from God. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, sorry. We left Steve out because he's atheist. Sorry, Steve. <laughs> it's okay. Uh, no, I was just thinking about like Westboro Baptist or something like when you were. Oh, yeah. 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 All about- That's when you're talking God, about Christians, just like it, no, it seems like hate, their, their message is more about hate than about. Um, it is being Christian. It's more it, about hating other people. Well, they decided to protest funerals of veterans like on two levels. I do not like that church on two levels. One, somebody decided to sacrifice their life for another human being. In fact, an entire country of them. But another yeah. human being that in itself deserves praise and honor. Two. They said it was their faith of why how, they were. Protesting. I don't understand how you can hate Mm-mm. people that much that you feel n- like the need to go out and protest or march. Or um, I know they used to do a lot of anti-LGBTQ oh, yeah, stuff, and I just I don't get it. Like, how can you like occupy so much of your time, mm-hmm. your mental energy, with just hating people? It doesn't well, make any sense to me because that's what makes them feel good. No, I've never know. felt the need to hate anyone. I don't, don't know if it's a disease or an addiction or to get clout and PR, but mm. yeah. Right. And I think that's kind of part of it because there was always this one woman from that church who would always be on TV trying to defend what the hell they were doing. Like, come on. Anyway, anyway, I'm sorry. 
I iTunes did us like a motherfucker. And yeah, like I, again, yeah. And Jamal, if you were here, I'd be fist bumping the shit out of you right now. What? Damn, yeah. If you guys uh, want to bro out about Abraham for a while, I'm fine. You bro can... out about Abraham? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, but yeah, wow. the topic was basically authenticity and yes. my religion came up again. Yeah, but... yeah authenticity. Um, I agree. Um, I think all human beings need to practice a little bit more authenticity. Uh, there's way too much bullshit lying and obfuscating that fuckers do. Uh, yeah, I know. And there is editing nowadays. Like my favorite author, um, mm-hmm. um, Roald Dahl, right? Um, mm. um, he was also, you know, um, an advocate for Palestine, an advocate, you know, for people of different races and stuff. Um, his books have now been edited in the UK, and that's very, very disrespectful. You can still get them, but you have to now Google classic Roald Dahl. Oh. And if I have children, I want those the children um, to read the off, you know, any child to read the original writings, even if yeah. they were bad, because at least I can explain to them, right? Not many people know this, but the Umpa Lumpas, they were black Africans, okay? That, um, oh, in smuggled. the original? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh. yeah, in the movie, they, had, they of course they couldn't do that because it would be seen as racist in the movie, so they make them orange. In the remake, they kind of do, they make them Indian, but they're African. They're African dwarfs. Wait, he was Indian. He was played by Hugh Grant. No, I'm talking about in the in the second one. You know, the Johnny Depp version. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that makes way more sense now. Yep. So I, yeah, I've heard Indian. this before. Uh, I don't know how true it is, but uh, it seems like in the UK, I've seen a lot of people kind of complain about some of the uh, censorship over there. Like they're more willing to censor things, and I know. Yeah, because like, we don't be have freedom charged, of speech. You can be charged with hate crimes for saying something that's offensive. Uh, people actually yes. have done jail time for something they said on uh, Twitter. What? Or, yeah. Wait, is that uh, true? Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. 100%. Um, um, yeah. Um, they have what's called yeah, hate crime laws. Um, I have to be careful how I'm saying this, but he did the German symbol with a rainbow and other stuff oh. on Twitter. And yeah, he did get arrested for. I don't. Unfortunately, I can't find the details out of that. But yeah, we did. Um, and um, you know, it, the UK is slowly becoming a lot like um one of my another one of my favorite authors, Orson Orwell's nineteen eighty four. Mm. It is sort of coming like that. Um, you know, with how you have to speak and the pronouns and you know the lingo. Why? Why can't we let people well be ignorant? I mean, I, by the way, I'm not advocating for people to be like horribly racist and shit, but I do yeah, believe in absolute free speech, which it which I would be... rather have someone yeah. openly racist than be sneaky about because at least I know who my enemies are. I, I, that's my. I would rather somebody be uh, openly homophobic against me opposed to you know me thinking they're kosher with me being bisexual. Yeah, so they and... can't you know kind of you know stab you in the back. Basically. Yeah, that's how I would say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would much rather have somebody be like, I think you're an asshole for sucking dick. And I'm like, all right, well, thanks. well I think when, <laughs> when you have, uh, uh, you force people to go underground is when it becomes more dangerous when people are able yes. to, yeah. to be out in the open. Well, it also becomes more of a movement that way. Cause you can galvanize people to that cause. Yeah. I don't, I just, I didn't, I've heard some stuff about it, but like, I don't know enough about, that's why I was asking you. I don't mm. know enough about what's actually going on in the UK, but I've heard wow. people talk about, there was a few other instances of people being uh, charged with crimes you... for things they said online. Really? Oh, that's why I want, I want to like, once I get my finances in order, 
I'm moving to America and I'm never ever coming back to as long as my finances will always be in order and I have money, I'm never ever moving back to the UK. I love the UK of what mm-hmm. it used to be. I grew up like it's my home, but I it's I don't like it what it's become and it does break my heart, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love my city, but I have to move in order to yeah. live my life the way I want to. Right. I can't imagine somebody in the U like in the US because we have First Amendment protection, like you can't yeah. you can say whatever the hell you want online. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as you're not defaming somebody you said or first amendment. I yeah, as long you as you're not first member and no. I was like, wait, what? <laughs> as long as as long as it's not uh defamation or something yeah. like that, you can say yeah. whatever you want. Yeah. Well like or call to violence or like something you like described. that. It was a German symbol with a rainbow behind it. I can't it. I can't like try right. to um I can't try to rally people to to commit harm against you or to kill you. Right. Because right. that's a crime. But I can right. yeah. but I can I can make fun of you or I can yeah. say something horribly ignorant online or say something racist or anti Semitic right. or whatever. Right. Not that I would, but I'm saying I could. You could. But it's just crazy to me to think that there's other like first world countries where you can't um just say anything. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, it it it's actually quite appalling to me that like these are the countries we're calling <laughs> first world and yet they're not acting like it. Um Wow. Yeah. Wow. I'll tell you after we after so, we after we stop recording, I'll tell yeah. you another story. Oh please, because uh, I don't want to get him in trouble. But there's a there's yes. another story I know of of somebody getting getting in trouble in the UK. Yes, so. let's 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 stop this episode from ever airing in the UK. Not that we have any ability to do that, but uh, I do have a question. Shit, I had a question. Are you okay? No. Uh, I had a fucking question. Uh, what was my goddamn question, <laughs> Steve? I don't. Just so you guys know, we're approaching the hour and a half mark. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Uh, just to let you know, in that's case how much you we haven't... gave a shit. Well, yeah. I don't know if he has um, anything he needs to do. Oh yeah, you're more than welcome to bow time. out whenever. No, uh, no, no, my no, good no. Sir. You know, um, I don't have work tomorrow. You know, oh, cool. I've had my shower, so yeah, I'm I'm straight. Oh, there you go. Maybe you can teach. Uh, Nick well, some we kickboxing. knew that already. No. Bad joke. Bad joke. Can te- right. <laughs> teach Nick some kickboxing right now. Dude, I'm okay. lazy, motherfucker, and I'm getting fatter by the minute. Like, there's no way somebody's teaching me kickboxing at this point in my life. Honestly, but, I wish I could. That's one of the things I love. I, you know, I want to be a coach one day. I want, you know, help people be healthy. You know, know. And, well, so. you come to the U.S. and open up a kickboxing well, I was, studio. I was just about uh, to say, America is the fucking place to, to do to that. To Florida. My I mean, dream is to move to Florida because it, you know, has, you know, the values that I believe in. I can't say, I don't want to say in detail online. Understood. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Well, I, got I probably want probably, probably to live uh, in, you know, in Orlando because I'm a mm. big Disney fan. And, mm-hmm. you know, I just went there. to uh, Orlando in October. That's where I got this. There you go. It was uh, Clearwater, which is about an hour from Orlando. Yep. Oh, that's cool. Hulk Hogan. And I got this Hulk Hogan shirt there. Yeah, because um, he lives in Clearwater. Yeah, Clearwater was cool. I went to Orlando, went to Universal Studio. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, if you're going to move to the Orlando area, live just outside of Orlando. It's a little cheaper. Uh, but I was surprised. But close enough so there's still opportunity. I was surprised in Orlando. Yeah, I thought it would be nicer, and it's really not. What, Orlando? Yeah. No, like, it's... Like yeah. I was in in the city and it was um Dude, I thought there city. would be like there was no like nice restaurants it was all like chain restaurants well, and yeah like... it's a major but if you US go to like city. but if you go to Boston or or other other uh, big cities they have restaurants like there was nothing like it, it was it wasn't like they had it was all tourist stuff and like chain chain yeah. restaurants but they didn't Dude. have like I like to go to like local the... I ask people like can I get some local cuisine around here they're like. No, I'm like, I'm like, I'm closer to the, I'm, 
we're close to the we're close to the to, to, to the uh, Carib- Caribbean. Can I get some yeah. Caribbean food? Can no. I get like some Puerto yeah, Rican man. food? No, some Dominican no. food? No, no, fuck no. There's three major theme parks in fucking Orlando. No shit. It's just tourist asshole shit. But I I wanted to get some like Puerto Rican food or like some Dominican foods because I figured we're close to the Car- Caribbean. I could get Cuban Dude, food. You got to go to Miami for that. Yeah, like I wanted. Yeah, like, no, you got to go Miami. Yeah, you go to Miami. That's I wanted some mafungo or something. You know? bother me because I used to be a chef, so I can just cook for myself. Yeah, you can. Like, you can cook whatever you want. This guy and this guy, we got to go somewhere and have somebody do it for us. Oh, no, you I've even I've made mafungo. I've made mafungo. Yeah, yeah. you know what? If I want a corn dog, I got to go somewhere else because I can't fucking make them. Okay, I barely make hot dogs. I throw those fuckers in the microwave and heat them up. Okay, Um, I don't I don't cook much of anything. Uh, I can understand. Yeah, my wife does a lot of that. Um, God bless your wife. What? Oh, yeah, absolutely. God bless my wife. She puts up with me on a regular basis. Um, Another thing I wanted to talk about, relationships. Um, I've said this on your live, you know, but may God forgive me, but at the time I had a girlfriend and it was my way of comfort. And one of the reasons why she dumped me is when I told her I was autistic because I, she, she, she eventually was going to find out because I was decking my place with a balloon gal and I had no reason. I just said I like to do that and it was like, Right, well, I get it, you're doing it for Christmas, but why are you doing it now? It's weird. And I said, look, okay, I'm on the spectrum, and when I like doing something, it goes to 100. Yeah. And this is before I was training full-time. Like, I was just doing karate as a hobby, and I was like, look, when I'm chill at home, I like to do this. I like to decorate and put this in detail. Right. And she basically said, right, well, I don't want to be with you anymore. I can't, I don't want to say it in detail, because there was a lot of cussing and arguing, and... um you know what? Most what women would probably appreciate some decorations. Whatever. I don't know what you have. You know, she basically said, you know, autism is hereditary. If we ever have kids, they could have it. And I don't want to be with you anymore. Wow. And, wow. you know, it was at her place. And I just left. And I'm like, okay, like, I made sure like, I had my stuff. And I just, like, left off and, like, just pretended like I didn't hear anything. Um, and I was, like, basically, like, you know, that's life. And how I deal with things, yeah. um is I have certain music tracks in my head, you know, like lo-fi mm-hmm. hip-hop. You know, you ever heard the song like Warren G, Regulators? Oh, yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm crying. Like, I bop my head to that song, and I put my hood up, and like, you know, Regulators, mama. It was mm-hmm. a clear, but, you know, that's life. You know, life's hard and cold. Like, you don't deserve to cry. Like, just yeah, bop my head. You just got to keep going. So uh, I've, I've yeah, never dealt with anything like you have as far as the way you were treated by your ex, but uh, in, in uh, my experience hasn't been like being rejected in that like horrible of a way but it was more so having expectations put upon me uh and treating me as though my autism didn't matter it was just like um shitting shitting on everything that i did and um not willing to accept like that i had certain reasons for doing things or that uh you know basically dismissing or or Mm -hmm. uh ignoring all of the the autism stuff Mm -hmm. like just like oh you know you can you can not do that if you want to or just kind of, you know, dismissing it. So, but um, I'm lucky enough that I haven't had the, that experience that you had. It sounds horrible, but I have been treated like shit by women in the past, but just not specifically called out and say, well, I don't want to have children with you because yeah, you have that a thing, that type of thing. But yeah. I have had women treat me like crap. Mm. You have. Oh, wow. That sounded, you know, I was. Thank you. Wow. That was really dismissive of me. You have. You know, you know what? You know what? We've been friends. Yeah, but I'm just, I'm just, I'm glad you have a wife. I'm, I'm yeah. very, very happy when I see people who have autism in a full time mm-hmm. relationship, especially with the men, because it's very rare. 
Uh, we, me and her have been together for about seven years now. Um, I actually only moved to Massachusetts and ended up meeting this guy uh, and doing this podcast because I met her. Um, it was actually because a buddy of mine moved from Connecticut to Massachusetts. I came out to visit him and I met her. Uh, and so then I moved out here to be with her. And uh, yeah, we've been together for a while. Yeah. Um, and I and I do have an ex-wife and our marriage did not go well at all like horribly well at all because both of us didn't know that we were neurodiverse neither one of us wow, knew what was going you, on wow. with us yeah neither one of us knew uh at all and w there wasn't even a thought process of being autistic or or being bipolar or uh adhd uh in her case there was no thought of any of that we were just really shitty to each other and and maybe I was shittier than she was. Probably I was shittier than her because she's a very nice person. But there was there was a little back and forth of not being kosher with each other because yeah. we didn't know how to treat one another. We didn't know a good way to treat each other. Um, like, we have two beautiful children and our children are much better people than we are um, than we've ever been. And, and that's a beautiful thing. Um, but yeah, so like, I think I think it's probably like this in the UK as well. But there's a lot of shitty so social expectations that people have. There is. And um, if you yeah, don't fit into those boxes. Money. It mo mostly to do with money? Um, yeah, you know, like in the UK, you know, they act like they're all this level, but in the UK they have if you want um a good looking wife, like you have to I you have to pay money like they, that was another thing that kinda wound me up, like the amount of mm. money I spent on dates or with yeah. my I don't personally hate her, but it's just it's the way of expectation, you know, like she wants to go out. I'm well, paying for everything. I'm paying for this. Like they will say that they don't want to pay, but you have to pay. Well, how how old are you? Because uh, I'm I'm, I'm 25. 25. Back when I was um, I'm 25. I don't look my age. I'm, I'm a late bloomer in puberty, but um, well, I wasn't at the time. The, the reason I ask is because I think I had a similar experience in my 20s, but I think, and this probably just is not really helpful to you right now. But I think as you get a little older, it'll the older you get, it'll be a little bit easier. I when I dated in my 20s, it sucked. Because I ran into a lot of the same problems. I would go out, meet meet girls or go out on a date with them. Mm -hmm. I ended up wasting a ton of money on shitty dates. And a lot of the women seemed that, like not to be very interested in getting to know who I was. They just It was like they had this mental checklist. And they were checking we, off boxes yeah. like, uh, do you have this? Do you have that? Like, how much money do you make? And all this stuff. I'm like, why do you... Like, I just met you. Why mm -hmm. do I have to check off all these fucking invisible because, checklists? Because of... that's what the fuck they have for criteria. But but so, I think a lot of women in their 20s maybe are looking for certain things because they, they feel like they need to check all these boxes to yeah, find but, a partner. I, but I think as as they as people get older, you tend to not everybody, but a lot of women and men to start mm -hmm. to just they care more about like the connection and how yes. how they Substance. get along with the person. Substance. Yeah. Like do what do we have uh do we get along with each other um could we have a good relationship together mm -hmm. and not care as much about the uh, uh materialistic or the uh superficial right. and there things. is more of that but if you put it in context people in their 20s and i can't speak for people in the uk so i only yeah, yeah. speak for the united states in this regard people in their 20s they're just getting out of mom and dad's house they're they're just coming into their own so material things owning things is an important thing having their own money paying for their own stuff is a very important priority so when they engage with partners or a t potential partners that is a fixation on them and as you get older you look for more substance because you're more secure in your own ability to do so so you're no longer looking for how well are they doing you're like but who is this person and how do they fit into my life 
I think that, you know, that might be the non-cynical way of viewing it. But I agree. In my 20s, I came across a lot of people that I tried to date who were more fixated on a lot of that exterior stuff more so than the internal stuff. Or can stuff. you can you make a good sugar daddy? But I think but I think <laughs> men I think men also have a checklist when they're looking at things, but I think men's oh, yeah, checklist definitely. is you long know. before you get to that first date. It's more about mm, how she look. Uh, yeah, I think yeah, our criteria is more visually and our I, criteria I know, is more I know, I know, I know, I am I'm, I'm honest with it. Like yeah. for me, when I'm looking um on a date, it's seventy percent looks and thirty percent personality. But I don't yeah. like And you're also you know, in your twenties. So that makes I sense. don't like people who have short hair. I don't like people um unless I know them and got some them, I would not want to be with someone who's a vegan. Mm. Mm. Or who doesn't have any spirituality in their life, and then you know who doesn't value. Nobody wants life. to be with a vegan. Nobody. Or, wants to be with or, a vegan. or anyone who is short. Like I'm six foot four. Like if I date someone that short, it's like I'm dating a child. It's too awkward for me. Right. Like what? What is the height range for you? Um, this is going to be like a lot of women find this quite awkward, but um, I can't date anyone who's under five foot six. I can't. Mm. Like she has to be at least five foot six. It makes sense. It it makes sense based on the height of you. That makes sense. Uh, I do think it's weird when you see a guy who's like six four and he's with like a woman who's like five feet tall. Yeah, yeah, it, it is weird. It looks it is weird. weird. Um, I and I'm not gonna lie. I I think that's fucking weird. Is because you see this right? There's this drastic difference between them. And all I keep thinking in my head is like, how does that fucking work when they're naked? But anyway, that's my thought process. What the fuck do I know? Um. But there's a lot of that, by the way, women also have physical criteria, by the way, like I love how people love to say that women don't care about that shit. Yes, they fucking do. All human beings have physical criteria of what they're looking for. Is it as important? Not necessarily, but everybody looking for it. Come on. Um, I know. I know. uh, I had a female friend years ago who was six one and she said she can't date a man who is her height. And I said, so he's got to be taller. And she was like, no, 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 no. He's got to be shorter. And I was like, why? Yeah, oh, yeah. She wanted shorter men. Uh, and like we went on one date together, but we were very clearly not compatible in such a way. But anyway, so like she only wanted men that she could cuddle with as in like wrap her arms around and just like that kind of position. That's very rare. I've never ever heard of a woman that wants to be bigger and she stronger wanted- than well, she was also uh, she was also a basketball player and she was really athletic and sporty and stuff like that. Yeah. So she, I guess, took on some of those. I guess maybe she roles. wanted to be like, yeah, yeah. She wanted to like wear yeah. the pants, I'm guessing. Yeah, essentially. Yeah. Um, and but she wanted a guy who was more emotional, who was more kind and caring. So she was looking for more, wow. quote unquote, effeminate traits. Um, but she did end up. She did end up meeting somebody, and it was like six years of her relationship. They broke up. I'm for glad that you mentioned it for a minute. Uh, stuff. That's another thing that's came into my head. Mm-hmm. My mind, it's like it's like it's the categories. Uh-huh. Um, let me just see if I can switch the camera. You might not be able to see it due to the light, and like I need to get my thingy, my bedroom light fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, on a second. Um, oh, I can't switch the camera. But I can try and show you this right. Okay. I have Disney memorabilia. Disney Princess is like, oh, I'm like a Kendall, okay, because I watched the Bible movie and I found it hilarious, kind of as a parody, right? So did I. So I, I have I loved feminine, it. childish yeah. stuff, but right next to it, I have these medals, and these are all my fights that I've mm. had, like three Muay Thai matches, like, or one oh, by knockout. Go. 
So, like, I have a masculine side, but I have um, an effeminate side, and, you know, I kind of balance that out. Yeah. So, you know, when I'm in a relationship, like, I want to, you know, I want to be cuddled, I want to be, you know, loved. But I realise, you know, as a man, you know, you have to be strong, so I kind of balance that out, you know. And that's why I love what I am. I'm I'm so obsessed with me being a martial artist. So when people call me a wimp, like, Mm. when I'm emotional, I don't like to insult people, I'm like... Don't speak to me like that. You don't know how to fight. That's right. That's right. You're hiding my the screen, and I'm like, "Hello, yeah." Like, I'm six foot four, and you're saying this to me. You won't say it to me in my face, right? And and so and you use your physicality to defend way. yourself against it. I use my words. I I love ripping people apart with my words. Like you use your body to defend yourself and all that, and and to combat <laughs> that. I use my words for it mostly because I can't fight worth shit. Um, like you two fought in high school. I didn't show up to high school long enough to fucking fight anybody. I didn't pick. Fights. I had no. Choice, I know you uh, didn't pick fights. You defended into people. I'm betting. I, I, I had people. no choice. Like I was, you know, one of the only Muslims and only black people, yeah. so I had to fight every day. Right. It was either that so or I, get picked I, every day. I had friends who were like you in some ways. In other words, I went to a school that was mostly white, and we had some uh, minority students, uh-huh. and they would get picked on. And uh, whether they were gay, if uh-huh. they were, uh, there was we had this kid who was Puerto Rican. Yeah, people got picked but, on. But, they, but because it was mostly uh, white kids in the uh-huh. school, uh, they would bully these kids. And then I used to get into fights because right. I would defend them. Right. Um, not that I'm saying they needed me to, but in some cases, some of them never defended themselves, and I right. felt compelled to yeah. stick up for them. Maybe, maybe that was shame on my part, but I felt uh, compelled to do something about it because right. I, you know, I didn't like seeing people get bullied. Right, you didn't like people getting shit on. I don't. Nobody yeah, likes watching. Well, actually, by the way, I, I'm not a very that, big. I'm not a very big guy. I'm small, but we were at school. We're true. all we were all small because it was school. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, he he is kind of kind of short, not drastically though. I never got my ass kicked though. Oh yeah, I was pretty fast. Oh, I got my ass kicked a couple times. Um, again, I'm not a very good fighter. I was I've actually I was very athletic when I was younger, and I was fast. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not like. I don't know. That's that's one thing I I recently I've gotten rid of it now, but like I think like two months ago, like mm-hmm. I was like, how can you be comfortable like being in a relationship with like somebody like if you can't like look after your wife like defend mm-hmm. us? Um, I was still a bit arrogant back then. I'm not as now. I'm a lot more kinder. But and I was like, but I could take your wife from you. And there was nothing you could do about it. Mm-hmm. This is the issue I had with people who said, well, I'm using my words, and I said, yeah, but if I say two plus two is um eight mm-hmm. and you say no it's four i could say you calling me a liar and if you say yes i could and i'm like oh what happened oh some guy yeah. called me a liar and then I, after you four. hit me i'm gonna call you a liar again and you're gonna hit me and i'm gonna call you a liar again and then you're gonna hit me and i'll keep going until you get I tired <laughs> words can words are just as powerful because yeah. you're living rent free in my head that's right i'm in control in that situation you might be able to hit me a hundred times, but you're going to get tired at some point. But I'm still going to be in your head saying it to you even long after, after you break my well, jaw. If you can after you're missing a few teeth. Well, I mean, like, even if somebody broke my jaw and I had somebody threatened that I'll make it so you can never speak again. Yeah, but you're still going to remember I said it. And it's still yeah. going to be saying in your head. And one day you're going to go, what the fuck? That dude was right. And when that day happens, you're going to regret breaking my jaw. <laughs> yeah. And then you're going to see me and you're going to go, you know what? You were right. Two plus two is four. And I'm going to be like, no shit. I told you like eight years ago. 
Th- <laughs> hey, thanks for the ability to fucking drink through a straw, but I'm glad you learned something out of it. By the way, I'm really happy that I've only ha- gotten hit a couple of times and still said shit. And then the person was like, you're never going to stop, are you? And I'm like, you're fucking right. I won't. Yeah, my, I'm a stubborn motherfucker, by the way. I know, Wes, I was about to say the exact word. Like, mm. all sorts of people, we're stubborn based on principle. Yeah, just based on principle. We're stubborn as fuck. And I always take it as a compliment. I know I shouldn't, but I, I do. I take it as a compliment, too. Because I'm stubborn enough to argue with a cop when they're fucking wrong. I'm stubborn enough to argue with a professor Ooh. when they're fucking wrong. I will argue with anybody, especially when I'm defending somebody and I know I'm goddamn right. I will always. Now, granted, do I get pissy enough to raise my fist in anger? Nope. Mostly because I'm going to throw that punch and somebody's going to beat my ass because of it. But I will always use my mouth. How do you know you're right? I'm pretty sure when the cop is looking at my buddy who's black and is asking them all the questions and not looking at me once in the interaction, I'm pretty sure that motherfucker is racist. Well, I I'm not I wasn't asking for a specific oh. example. I'm oh. just saying you said I, especially I especially if you know you're right. But I'm like, how do you how do you always know you're right in that given scenario? I don't always know I'm right. Sometimes it's a matter of I hold the belief so strongly that I believe the other person is wrong in that. And could I be fucking wrong? Yes, I could. I could be wrong. But to to my knowledge, as of right now, every time I have stood up to somebody verbally, uh, I have been in the right when I've done it. Granted. Uh, I also disregard the entire period of time in my life where I was undiagnosed bipolar and I could have been a horrible <laughs> asshole. Yeah. Like, I fucking know. I don't know. Uh, I could have been a horrible, horrible asshole. Actually, I know I was a horrible, horrible asshole at one point in my life. And I would mm-hmm. just, I would, I was a mean, mean son of a bitch at that time. But I also had a lot of self hate. I had a lot of fucking shit to work out. Not an excuse. An explanation. I should probably apologize to some of those people, but then again, I don't know who they are anymore. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm a different human being than I I was then. Wow, way to make me. Uh, wow, all right. Not all pee pee times are poo poo times. <laughs> I know everyone has the right of ability, you know, to change, and um, yeah. that's one of one things I've learned. Yeah, I mean, we all have the ability to grow, and and it's a beautiful thing when we ourselves allow ourselves to do so. It's a beautiful thing. So on that note, uh, I think it is about that time, uh, A, because, like, I don't want to take too much time from you, uh, uh, as well as we probably got to wrap up just in general, because nobody wants to listen to a podcast that's two and a half hours long, even though we've yeah. done episodes that are two and a half hours fucking long. Anyway, let me do it. Uh so, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for tuning in to On the Spectrum Podcast. This is Jamal. Again, his name on TikTok is Ghost Tiger. Please check him out as much as you can. You know, show some love, show some support, show some likes. Maybe put a comment in. Uh, uh, intelligent human being who sounds like he loves to talk. So, like, give him an opportunity to do so. Uh, me and Steve, thank you very much for uh, tuning into our episode. And if you got this far into the episode, what, almost two hours now? Uh, bravo for you. That's a marathon fucking episode. Great on you. But if you like, dislike, or agree or disagree with anything you heard us say, please leave a comment. Let us know. Give us some feedback about the episode. And if you'd like to tell us about other things to talk about, please do. Steve, anything? Yeah, uh, I want to give. I want to forego and give my time to Jamal. See if there's anything he wants to say. Great, Jamal. Give you the last word. Um. Yeah. Just um. What would you say is um your favorite trait about being um autistic in America? Um. 
I think it's pretty awesome that I get disregarded all the time. That's pretty awesome. You sarcastic motherfucker. Um, I don't understand sarcasm, by the way. Oh, uh, uh, it, an honest answer, I guess, would be I have been able to utilize some of the, the, the skills and talents uh, based on interest that I've had. I kind of get obsessed with things like you do. And I've been able to use some of that to improve my life or to even make money at times. Sweet. Oh, is that my cue? I can talk oh. now. Okay. No. <laughs> so, uh, uh, what what is what is one of my favorite autistic traits? You were asking both of us, right? Yeah, yeah. What's oh, your favorite autistic trait? Uh, you said I can talk about being like, and I'm directly being, you know, as an American living yeah. in America. Um, I think one of my favorite autistic traits uh, is actually the overwhelming amount of empathy that I have. I think it's part of being uh, autistic. I love I love that I can hear somebody else's story. I can hear somebody else talk about how they've been treated in their life, the things that have happened to them in their life. And on some level, maybe not 100 percent, but on some level, I'm able to understand the emotional the emotionality to that situation. And I can connect with that other human being. And I know that's also all human beings have that ability. But I think as an autist, and I don't know if that's 100% an autistic thing or not, but I think as an autist, I feel it far more. I feel like I can connect far more because I can understand another human being far easier that way. That's my answer. Beautiful. Thank you. But by the way, uh, Jamal, because uh, you said you don't get autism all that much. Um, sarcasm. So what did I say? Autism. Oh, sarcasm. I meant sarcasm. He doesn't understand sarcasm. autism. Yeah. My bad. So uh, one thing I will say, uh, and I learned it very early on in my life, but uh, one, one thing I always kind of do, especially when I meet new people, so I don't necessarily know their sarcasm or where, like, where their jokes sit, uh, I pay attention to just their mouth. So I don't listen to their words all that much. I pay attention to their mouth. And if they they smile, I'm like, oh, okay, that's clearly a joke. Ha ha. You probably already know that. But I like, just tell people I don't understand sarcasm. No, they're, 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 I used know. to have trouble with sarcasm quite a bit, but I've learned to Mm-mm, when I was younger. When I was never, uh, especially when I was yet. younger, I used to take everybody literally all the time, even if they were joking or being sarcastic. Yeah, I, I understand sarcasm much better now, but I yeah. struggled with it for a long time. I used to watch a lot of comedians, and because I didn't understand some of the fucking jokes that kids in classes fucking said, so I watched a shit ton of comedians. Oh yeah, comedy does yeah. help. Yeah, yeah, I watched just a shit ton. Like, I still love sitcoms and shit. Have anyway. you ever watched Curb Your Enthusiasm? Fuck yeah. yeah. Larry David that's, is that's one of my one. heroes. I'm, 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 I'm Larry David. Yeah, I love Larry David. Oh, my God. Anyway, so we were trying to wrap up the episode. Steve's given me that face of, uh, hey, fucker, wrap this shit up. So, Jamal, thank you very much. I would love to have you on another time. Uh, uh, check out his channel. Check out our channel. And uh, I'll shut up. Table. Yeah, just send me the date, you know, and then email me, you know, you know the drill, in it. All right. Uh, just take care, you know, and enjoy your freedoms. Thank you. Special thanks to our Patreon subscribers. Thank you, Ray Hansen.